The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, you guys, it's time for another edition of Offense, Defense, and Discourse, brought to you by Best in the World Sports and the Lance J Radio Network. My name is Brown, a partner in crime. Mike Jones not here today. He's having a little car trouble. But don't worry. Found a suitable replacement. Man who I've known for a long time. Man who's brought much insight to these podcast streets. The man behind TotalSportsLive.com. If the name sounds familiar, it should because he was just on the show last week. Ladies and gentlemen, back once again. Filling in for Mike Jones this week, Javon Alford from TotalSportsLive.com. What's up, my friend? I appreciate it. Glad to be back on. Hey, man, glad to have you back on, man. You know, because if it wasn't for you, I'd just be sitting down here by myself. <laughs> talking to tra- yourself. Talking to myself for like <laughs> two hours. And... I'm not quite sure if people would have wanted to listen to that. I mean, um, I mean, they listen to Philly Go Flow in the morning. They do. So, they, so do yeah. they do listen to Philly Go Flow in the morning every day. Catch Brown on the AM workflow. There you go. Nice 10, plug. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. <laughs> PhillyGoFlow.com. <laughs> but we're talking sports this week. Mm-hmm. Talking NFL this week. Big news in the NFL. Big The news of the week was the trade for cornerback Jalen Ramsey from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the L.A., not St. Louis Rams. Big news, big trade. Rams giving up two first-round picks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was it 2020 and 2021? Mm -hmm. As well as a fourth-round draft pick for the services of Jalen Ramsey. That is huge. There were a lot of teams supposedly in the mix for Jalen Ramsey. The one we care about the most is our hometown, Philadelphia Eagles. Well, that didn't happen, so it's whatever. Rams make this. Rams make this trade. Lot fifty-fifty. A lot of gray area. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing people who love it. I've heard people who hate it. People who are on the fence. Yep. I'm turn. I turn to you. Mr. Alford, what do you think of this deal? I think it was a I think it was a trade that, you know, it didn't I mean, all right, it makes sense in a way that Akeem Talib was hurt on eight went on IR. And then they moved Marcus Peters before that to the Ravens so they get another linebacker and Kenny Young. So that kinda shores up, you know, that kinda shores up their linebacking unit right there. They move a guy who, you know, has kind of had he's had his moments with the Rams, but more so he struggled. So, but you know, you don't think that you're thinking, all right, got no cornerback help. So then you, you see people on, you know, social media throw around the idea like, watch the Rams, you know, trade for Jalen Ramsey, even though you're thinking, no, they, what do they have to possibly give up for this, and why would they do that? And then you see they trade the two first and the fourth, and it's just like, wow, like that came out of. That came out of left field to see them, you know, to see them do that. So I think the trade, it makes sense in a way of of, of scheme because they need another cornerback. But long term, I don't see how that works because this team's issues is not so much with their defense. Yes, their defense has struggled 
to an extent, but you still got Aaron Donald on the defensive line. You still got Dante Fowler there. I mean, they just lost their starting safety in John Johnson, the third. So they're kind of struggling there as well. But more pressing is your offense. His offense that has been touted, you know, and scoring points has not really been scoring points. You know, Jared Goff, you know, he had that one big game against the uh, Buccaneers, but it wasn't enough. They still lost by like 15 points. And then, and then Todd Gurley has pretty much been a shell of himself this season. Run game in general has been a shell of himself, and the offensive line is beat up. And I don't care how many defensive playmakers you got on 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 one side of the ball if you can't protect your quarterback in your running game and not getting and not open up holes and lanes for your running backs, you're going to be in trouble. So a deal like this, two for, you're looking at two first round picks. Mm-hmm. At first. You're thinking, okay, the Rams should be okay. Even with their struggles, even with their offensive struggles, this is still a playoff team. Now, granted, you know, they're uh, – what are, what are the Rams now? What, um, they're like – they've got to be like 3-3, three and three, I believe, or something like that because I know the Seahawks – I know the Niners are undefeated. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks only got one loss, I believe. So they're fo- – they're, they're third place right they're now. They're in third place right now. 3-3. Three and three. It's looking like, um, with barring a major mishap, major falling apart, you know, just they just fall apart. Mm-hmm. Looks like this is going to be the 49ers division to lose. Right. Or the Seahawks to win. Or the Seahawks to win. So, does this look, I mean, you're in third, you're third place. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure, San Fran's turning a corner. Yes. San Fran's turning a corner and looking to make that jump up into those upper echelon mm-hmm. elite teams in the league. So it's not – I mean, when you look at what San Francisco is doing, right? you're looking at what they're doing, and I, I, I don't see fad here. I don't see one-hit wonders. No. This is going to be a team that will be good for a while. And we'll talk a little bit more about the 49ers themselves a little bit later in the show. But – you see what's happening in in, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Does this move reek of desperation? Does it say desperate? You know, does it say desperate team? I mean, it could. I mean, it could reek of desperate team because the Rams just lost to the lost to Forty Nine. I think it's like twenty to seven, and the joke was like on the joke on Twitter was like the 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 Forty Nine ers made them made them do that. Even though when you look at the division, the NFC West and they don't really even look at the NFC West. The Rams don't technically need a Jalen Ramsey in that division. Not saying that the receivers in the division aren't good because they're good, but they're not. You know, they're not the DeAndre Hopkins and the Julio's and even the Devontae Adams uh, to that to that point in that extent. So when you put it like that, I mean, it could look. It, it definitely could look as you know as as desperation. You hope it works out, but again, you know, you still have to try to resign the guy. And you also got to think about this. You already have money tied up in Jared Goff. You got money tied up in Gurley. You got money tied up in Brandon Cooks. You got money tied up in Aaron Donald. You just resigned your tight end, Tyler Higby, to a sort of team-friendly deal, but kind of he got his money too. You eventually got to pay Cooper Cup his money because he's pretty much the Rams' best wide receiver. And he's outplayed his rookie contract for a guy that was drafted in the second and third rounds. So you got to make a decision there, and you know this is. I think they said this is like the fifth. This will be like five straight years that the Rams have not had a first round pick. So, 
basically there's a team that hasn't had a first round pick. You you have a boatload of money already tied into players. Mm-hmm. Boatload of money tied into players, and you just signed and you just traded a, two firsts, two firsts and a and a fourth mm-hmm. for a guy who could be a free an unrestricted free agent in a season and a half. Yeah. How was that not desperation? <laughs> it, it, it's desperation, and it's a and it's a risk that you know they're obviously there. It's a risk that they're obviously willing to take. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they'll say, "Well, first round picks, you know, they're you know they're not guaranteed to work. They're not they're not guaranteed to work out, which true, is true, true. Which is true. true. It's true. But when you look at where you can really make your hay at is in the draft is with the lines, you know. Aaron Donald was a first round pick. Like yep. Michael Brockers was a first round pick. Yeah. Dante Fowler was a first round pick, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Mm-hmm. Offensive line, you gotta you gotta put draft picks into your offensive mm-hmm. line as well. So I mean when you look at Rams all that have, I feel like the Rams have been struggling to find that anchor left tackle since Pace retired. Yeah. It's been that it's been that long yeah. since the Rams have had that guy. Yeah, I and, mean I mean Andrew Whitworth has Andrew Whitworth have done has done a, a solid job. You know, on that line, um, but he's getting solid, up. He's, he's yeah. getting up. He's getting up there in age. Yeah, yeah. It's like you need more than solid. You need. I think every when you have a star quarterback, mm-hmm. when you have that guy that you have now christened as the guy, you need to have that beast. You got to like, protect them. Yeah, you have to protect them. You got to have that dog on your front line. You got to. You got to have that guy. You got to do. You got to do what the Eagles have done and what Washington have done. Mm-hmm. Bill, put an offensive line around your quarterback to succeed exactly. and give him weapons. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And the Rams have done that. They they got they gave they got off the running back. He's got more than enough wide receivers, mm-hmm. but. If you ain't got nobody protecting them, then, yeah, then you're, you're just sitting there watching your franchise guy get beat up every week. Exactly. And now, and now you've sat there and we've talked about what they need. You know what they need. We've talked about what they need. And they just gave away two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And then they made a trade just, earlier for uh, for the Browns for Austin Corbett, who was a center. But I think they believe they can change, change him, him to a guard. guard. Yeah. But I mean. That's a, to, me, to me, I feel like when you're trying to <clears throat> when you're trying to build a front line, when you're trying to build for your future, mm-hmm. when you're talking about like your cornerstone pieces, it shouldn't be converts. No, it shouldn't. Be, you know, if you're it draft, should be guys that you draft. Yeah, it should be a guy who proved in college that they can play that position, whether right. it be your tackle, whether it be your guard, whether it be your center. You shouldn't be a guard. You, to me, if you're gonna if you're going to switch a, a center to a guard, right, this should take a while. Yeah, let him assume the position. Right, but at least what both of your tackles, right, should be guys that you that you drafted as tackles. Yeah, I mean, and we look and not to bring the Eagles up, but you look at the Eagles; they've kind of done that. You know, they spent a high first round pick on Elaine Johnson yes. at right tackle. It's, yes, and you know the 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 scenario was that he was eventually pulled to move over to the, to the left side. Mm-hmm. But what did the Eagles do? They know Jason Peters is getting long in the tooth, so let's extend a first round pick in a guy mm-hmm. in yeah. the first in yep. Dillard who looks like all right, he might be the he might be the real deal. Now left guard is up 
it's an open door, you know. They drafted a guy Samalo a few years ago in the third round who's kind of been okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vitae, he's been okay. Another okay. guy that's bounced mm-hmm. around. I mean, Kelsey, that was a, a day three pick that had panned out wonderfully, and Brandon Brooks was a free agent signing that. Mm-hmm. Has proven, you know, but even then, you have a, you have Jason Peters. Jason Peters dates back to the to the Andy Reid days, right? But you got him young at a time, and 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 to Andy Reid's credit, that follows the same thing that he did with with Donovan McNabb, right? You go all the way back with McNabb. What was one of the first things he did as a free agent? Went out and got John Runyon. You got to you bring in a guy like John, like okay, and I got, got and you got Trey Thomas on as, the other as, side as yeah. left tackle. Yeah, you you draft Trey, you draft Trey Thomas. Yeah, Jamal Jackson exactly. at center. Yep. Yeah, you you protect your guy, mm-hmm. and I feel like now you're sitting here and it's like it's crazy. Not to you know, but I'm 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 gonna dip my toe in this water because I'm not gonna get too deep into it. <laughs> but I feel like they treat they're treating Jared Goff almost like they treat the black quarterbacks. Mm. In the sense that okay, he's such a great athlete, he'll make up for the fact that we don't have this necess- we necessarily had this. Uh, so basically, Deshaun Watson almost. Yeah. Cam Newton. Yeah. You see, you see. I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm not going too deep into this. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm 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 not going to go too even, too far even, into this. Even though the wave is like right yeah, there. The, the wave is you. right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the shore. I'm going off into the water, but I'm not going to go too deep into this. But you see, with I'm using air quotes here, the athletic quarterbacks. Right. They might not necessarily go into their next their next move might not necessarily be the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Usually they'll shore up that defense. Right. Say, hey, I have a quarterback who is athletic enough to find a way to put points on the board. So what I need to now do is stop the opponent from mm-hmm. putting points on the board. Right. So you see what uh, you see what the Rams are doing. The Rams are hoping to slow down some of these high-powered offenses. Right. They're willing to get into a shootout. Yes. They're willing to get into a shootout so they shore up their secondary. So they can slow down maybe a Drew Brees in the playoffs uh-huh. or a Russell Wilson in the playoffs or Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs or Carson Wentz or a Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers or whoever they might face. So that's the, that's the move that they're making, even if it means that those defenses are going to be teeing off on Jared Goff right. all game long. Right. You th- you hope that he can get enough passes, he can get the Cooper Cup enough times, he can can the ball off to Todd Gurley enough times to put up enough points that they'll be all right. But honestly, if they don't start protecting him, and this and what this means is, you know, we talked you you brought up Jason Kelsey and how that was a, a day three pick that panned out. You gotta find you know this this now puts the pressure on that Rams front office to find some of these guys. They gotta find some diamonds in the rough. They can't afford the strikeout. No. They can't afford the strikeout. They gotta find some of these diamonds in the rough that's gonna protect their franchise quarterback because they just gave two pick two first round picks away for a guy who could bounce in two in in two years. Yeah. Two summers from now, you could be talking about Jalen Ramsey in another uniform. Right. So, uh, I mean, I I just don't know. Like, we're we're here in Philly, and there were a lot of people in Philly who felt like Eagles should make that trade for Jalen Ramsey. Right. I was, you know, I was one of them. Mm-hmm. 
But it was like you thought about it a little bit more yeah, I, well, in the I, long term. I thought what, what I thought about was like, yeah, I I would love Jalen Ramsey, mm-hmm. but I'm not quite. But when it gets to, when it comes down to, well, what would you do to get him? Right. That's when I didn't necessarily have an answer. Like, yeah, well, I want Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, they need to go get Jalen Ramsey. Ham's how he get on it, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you give up? Um, um, um right. Uh, uh, Sidney Jones and and and, and a six pack of uh, a Pepsi. I I don't know. Right. But when you look at, well, I guess when you sit down and you kind of look at the Eagles. And the, yes, the Eagles—they're three and three, but they're still—you know—they're in a dogfight for first place right now. But that's a team with a lot of age, mm-hmm. a lot of age, and a lot of key positions. Their wide receiving core is getting up there in years. Yeah, they're starting. You can't count on their starting left tackle to finish games. Correct. They're treating their left tackle position like it's a pitcher in the in 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 in, in, in baseball. Yeah, you got a starter and you got a closer because you can't count on Jason Peters to be on the field not at no the more. end of games. Not and no that's more. no that's that's not the way to do. You, that don't work in pro football. No, that doesn't work. So when you when you look at that, and I guess on one side you're saying, okay, well here's the problem. That front office can't. Can't seem to draft any uh, good quality cornerbacks. This is a team that hasn't been able to draft cornerbacks since what? Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown. Yeah, that was like oh two. How old were you in oh two? Young people moment. Oh come on! All right, this, this was this, this is yeah. You were 11 years old yeah. in 2002. Yeah, <sighs> that was a mistake. That that was, ladies and gentlemen, that was that was a mistake on my part asking that question. I'd I'd been out. I had moved out of my house, had an apartment, probably on my second car. <laughs> <laughs> by 2001, 2002. But, but nonetheless, the fact the, the fact remains that now that you a grown man, you out your house, you know, still working on that car, though. But it's, it's, it's coming, though. Yes. But nonetheless, the point the point is it's been that long since the Eagles drafted two quality cornerbacks. It's been that long. So people do not have faith. Eagles fans don't have faith in that Eagles front office to be able to draft quarterback, uh, excuse me, cornerbacks, right. DBs. Malcolm Jenkins, although everyone loves him, was a free agent. Yep. So the Eagles haven't drafted a good safety probably since Dalt. Yeah. He ended up being the greatest safety uh, in this team's right. history. Right. But, but still, still. <laughs> but still, nonetheless, it's been that long. It's been that long, and I feel like I, I feel like this. Over this over this last week, now that we've seen Jalen Ramsey leave from Jacksonville and go to Los Angeles, Eagles front Eagles front office has gotten it's getting a lot of heat, right? And this is the this is the first time this Eagles front office team has seen has received a lot of heat, probably in the post Super Bowl era. Yeah, you know, 
this was a team it was constantly on the hot seat before because it hadn't produced a championship. Mm-hmm. You win a championship, there was a grace period. They had a little grace period extended into last season. There were some questions or whatever, but people were still like, hey, you know what? We just won a Super Bowl. Right. Now you're two years removed from that Super Bowl. Yeah. You're two years removed from that Super Bowl without people who love, you know. Look, there was a time probably between two weeks ago mm-hmm. and that Super Bowl win. Yeah. Howie Roseman could do no wrong. Yeah. He was walking on water in Philly. Yeah, I mean, everything that he did was pretty much normal. I mean, free agency, he went out and made the necessary moves. I mm-hmm. mean, injury is just a part of the game. Yeah. Like, But like you said, now it's like they, they're, they're – There are people here calling for his job. Yeah, in some now, respects, yeah. yeah I'm, no, no, I mean, look, look. I know you're feeling, you feeling in for Mike. And, I, and let me tell you something about Mike Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones has no time for Facebook. All right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you and I, we're at least familiar with the foolishness that goes on on Facebook when it comes to sports talk, sports conversation, sports debate. Right. You know, we might not jump into it. I probably jump into it more than you do because I just like to smoke. You know, I, I just like to give people some smoke every now and then. It's just what I do. Mike Jones has no time for that. But nonetheless, what we always agree on is it's like. Sports talk on Facebook is like 97% BS. Yes. 97 and that might be modest. I might I might be selling it short. <laughs> but I'm going to say 97%. And that's what I'm talking about. There's people on Facebook talking about man how he needs to be fired. How he should be fired for not trading for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And I, I you know that to me that's 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 some nonsense. But nonetheless the point is I'm sitting here. We we see this move that the Rams have made, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if that move can even get them out of third place in that division. No, because if again, if you're not if you're not protecting Jared Goff, it's going to be a long day. I mean, you look at Seattle's defensive line; they went out and got Jadavian Clowney. Another move that Eagles fans were mm-hmm. criticizing Howie Roseman for, but mm-hmm. again. Eagles defensive, I get it. You, it's almost like again embarrassment. You want to have an embarrassment of riches, but at the same time, your defensive line. I mean, Derek Barnett's still coming into his own, and Brandon mm-hmm. Graham's actually been he's he's came mm-hmm. on as of late. I yeah. mean, there's again, and they and then they got Malik Jackson, and then they brought back Jernigan. Defensive line is pretty okay. It could mm-hmm. be better, yeah. Be if, be, yeah. If you had Javian Clowney, then yeah. But again, the price that they had to give up to get that. Mm. That's a, it was a it was a, it was a crazy amount. Then you look at San Francisco; they and most of their defensive line was drafted. So I mean, mm. they again they used their draft capital to you know to get that. But it, it, but again, it just goes back to that the Rams did not address the offensive line mm. a lot. So I guess if they're willing to get in the shootout and hope that Ramsey, you know. His back is okay now, mm-hmm. magically. It's it's okay. It, oh yeah, yeah. They hit him with that Mister Miyagi stuff. <laughs> they hit him with the, you know with, with, the, with the thing with the not even not not even not not. I'm not even talking that BS, Mister Miyagi. Not 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 Jackie Chan. Not Jackie Chan, Mister Miyagi. Right. They hit him with that Pat Morita, '80s. You know the the real Karate Kid. That's what they hit him with. And yeah, J- Jalen Ramsey. His his back healed as soon as he got off the phone. 
Yeah. As soon as his thumb hit the red phone button on his phone, mm-hmm. his back was here. <laughs> he <was>, hallelujah! <laughs> he was over there dancing like he he was do, he was doing the uh, Antonio Brown. Remember Antonio oh, Brown? Yeah. When he found out he got cut by the Raiders. Yeah, he He's free. dancing, doing the bird all over his crib. It's all right. It's all right. But nonetheless, Jalen Ramsey. He, uh, quite frankly, and, and what what's crazy about all of this is. Jalen Ramsey got traded to the Rams. Rams might not make the playoffs. Rams might, you know, that's not that's not a lot. Right, so he might Ram- be in the same position. Yeah, he might be in the same position. Then you look down there looking at what Jacksonville is doing. <laughs> Jacksonville's in a division where? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in, a, they're in a weaker division. But nonetheless, you, you see what Jacksonville is doing. And Jacksonville, now they just got two, two more first-round picks. Right. You know... I, I don't know if Mr. Ramsey might have made a mistake. Grass is not always green on the other no, side. We're going to find out. We, we're we definitely going to find out. So, look, let's take a real quick break. We kind of delved, we kind of touched on it in this segment. But I want to talk San Francisco 49ers when we come back. All right? all right. Remember, you can tell us what you think of this segment and what we're talking about. Hit us up on Twitter. That's it. We ain't on Facebook. We ain't on, <laughs> we ain't on the gram. Hit us up on Twitter at O underscore D underscore discourse. And remember, you can download the podcast at any time on Google or at, uh, SoundCloud and on iTunes. My name is Brown. That's Javon Offer from TotalSportsLive.com. We'll be right back. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. The construction Tims are classic in Philly they and are. New York. They are. Connecticut. James Lewis. I've never been to Connecticut, man. Connecticut, Jersey, you definitely from Uptown, New York. You definitely from New York if you shout it out Connecticut. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. And we are back on offense, defense, and discourse. My name is Brown. On the other side of the table is Javon Offer filling in for Mike Jones. Mike Jones taking a week off. Probably mad at that uh, Eagles uh, fighting this game from last week. That sucked. Yeah, it did. That, that, that really sucked. Yeah, Vikings fans out there feeling themselves. They thinking on they, you know, we we went over it. Here's the thing. We talked last week about fraud teams, mm-hmm. fraud fan bases, or whatever. Right. And this is now the second year in a row that the Eagles have had a loss, have lost to the Vikings. And on, and I will say this. I understand and I respect the Vikings as a franchise. 
Not much, but I but I do. However, I never bought into, you know, wins like that kind of I, – I never – I don't put a lot into regular season revenge games. Right. Like the Eagles beat the Vikings – 38-7 to seven in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Then went on to win the Super Bowl in their, in their, in their stadium. Right. They have now lost to the Vikings. Two, they have now lost two regular season games in a row to the Vikings. I don't believe that gives the Vikings that, – that I don't believe that washes any of that taste out of their mouth. No, because it, it, it's different. Mm-hmm. Being one game away from the Super Bowl and playing and beating the same team in the in the regular season don't really mean anything. Now, if they meet up in the playoffs again, which yeah. is which is a possibility, yeah. you know, yeah. If, yeah. The Vi- if the Vikings beat the Eagles in the playoffs, then, the Vikings, right. yeah, then you know it's a different story, it's a different conversation. But if the Eagles beat them in the playoffs, then, then you're, all is yeah, all, 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 yeah. Then you're it's, still, a, it's almost like when the Eagles almost beat the Saints in the playoffs mm-hmm. last season after they got destroyed mm-hmm. by the yeah. Saints in the regular season. The Saints are basically running up the score. They almost came back in and, and, and beat them. them. And to me, it's like. Eagles somehow find a way to beat the Vikings in the playoffs, and the Eagles then continue to live rent free in the Vikings' heads. Mm-hmm. They're just building up their spot. They're, you know, it's all good. You know, Vikings beat the Eagles. Vike, you know, then that's it. Okay, right. I, I understand. But to me, regular season. To me, trying to put more into a regular season win, that just to me that just shows you. You just as fugazi as I thought you were. I mean, this was the same Vikings team last year that beat the Eagles, right? Mm-hmm. And then all he had to do last, all he had to do in Week 17 was beat Chicago, mm-hmm. and they're in the playoffs. And, and what, how, how did that work out for them? They lost, and the Eagles won. The Eagles got in. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's like so to me. It, 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 these two teams are very connected at the hip, going even back to the mm-hmm. Sam Bradford Carson Wentz. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, D- definitely, definitely. But none, but nonetheless, Eagles have a chance to. Eagles bad loss. They have a chance for some get right against the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not quite, you know, I'm, I'm I'm still on the fence about that game. Still trying to process that game in my mind. But last segment, we we're talking about the Niners, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Six and zero, head coach Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, who was banished from Washington, Washington, who is now fired their head coach. Yep. Washington, the Washington Football Redskins are a dumpster fire. One way to put it, yes, they've been a dumpster fire now for twenty years. Yes. Shout out to. Shout out to everybody who still rides for the Redskins. They're out there. They're out there. They're still diehard Washington Redskins fans. Shout out to you guys. I, we, you and I, you, I, Mike Jones as well. We all live in an NFC East city. We are all rabid Eagles fans. So that means we are always down to get into it with a Giants fan, with a Cowboys fan, and with a Redskins fan. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. I will give a Redskins fan some smoke if they ask for it. But they don't. They don't. <laughs> and they, I mean, every now and then, you know, they'll get a win or something, and they start feeling themselves. But it's almost like waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like you you sit there and you you see the excitement, and it's like, well, I'll, I'll put it to you. All right, here. let me let me put this into perspective. Saquon Barkley is for real, right? He's the real deal. Yes, and you know he's the real deal, and you know he's going to be the real deal for years. So when a Giants fan is excited about Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. as much as you want to hate on him and whatever, you know, hey, he's, the real, he, he's, he's the, the real deal. deal. As much as I hate to admit it, Zeke Elliott is the real deal. Yes. And as much as I want, you know, I will argue and I will debate with a Cowboys fan, you know, how, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, you know that if you're going to get into this debate, if you're going to debate a Cowboys fan and they're going to bring up Zeke Elliott, there ain't but so much you can say. You can hate on him, you know, you can, you know, make your jokes or whatever, but he's the real deal. Exactly. When is the last time you've been able to say that about a Redskins player? You know, it's, it's Geis. Yeah. Yeah, and now he can't stay healthy. Yeah. Even with AP. They had they, they, they had Adrian Peterson. He can't even get on the field. No. Now they're now they're what zero and five. No, they're like oh, one. They're one and they're no. Like, who they who they beat? Dolphins. Oh, see, exactly. Well, yeah. Just beat them. Just beat the Dolphins. There you go. They they got one win, but now they got to play. They're playing the 49ers this week, right? I think so. Yeah. So they're yeah. I mean, it could get scary. It could get scary. I mean, you but the, you the, never, the, the you Jets never know. the Jets were winless. Yeah. You never and then know. they play the Cowboys. You never know. But nonetheless, it's like I, I see more Redskins fans who are just defeating. Yeah. And deflating. Yes. I understand. And and, and I, I can be honest within the history of my team. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Philadelphia Eagles have won one Super Bowl. And they're in the history of the franchise. They have, they have won. won one Super Bowl. I understand this, which a lot of people don't even. It, a lot, yeah, a lot of people are satisfied with that one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, look, you know, it, it is what it is, right? But nonetheless, I will say, it has been a lo- a very long time since the Eagles just had sustained badness. Yeah, like like there's like. Yes, there's been pain because we haven't won the Super Bowl, and we've got we found over the last 25 years. Right, this team has found every way to lose in the big game. Yeah, and to end your season in disappointment. Yes, but there has been very few times when you've gone through a season from start to finish and just been like, "This team is bad. Oh, it's yeah. never going to be good." Yeah, you know, like like for real, like like pointless. Like I have met more Redskins fans who have just given up on the team. I believe that. That you know, it, like just like, hey, we're gonna suck. We're always gonna suck. We'll never be good. They're like. At least, they, at, at least they admit it. Yeah, but but what, I, what I'm saying is, sense, they got a good like, sense of self. Despite the fact that, despite the fact of all the heartbreak the Eagles have caused us mm-hmm. over our lifetime, there has never been a point in time where I seriously considered getting off, completely getting off the bandwagon. No, yeah, you know there were times when I was, you know, it became obvious 
when Andy Reid had reached the end of the road. Yeah. It was time. In fact, we were, I think, yeah, were we still, were we doing the show at that point? Mm. Oh, well, okay. But no, but nonetheless, you knew, you knew. It yeah, was that gone. final season. Yeah, yeah, that final season. Weren't they, I think they were four and 12 that final season. And you knew it. And it's like you knew the end was you knew the end was coming even before that four and twelve season. You're just like okay, yeah, it, it's probably it over. is what it but is. But still, you were like okay. But even then, as bad as that four and twelve season, they got rid of Andy. You bring in Chip Kelly, and even bounced, as bad, they, they bounced, bounced right. Back. They went ten and six and won the division. Ten and six won the division, and you thought you you quite possibly had your quarterback of the future. You know. Yeah. You you had Vic, then at, at some point in time you know you you switch over you have Nick Foles, and okay, team Foles, Foles, Foles was the next season. Yeah, Foles was the next season, but they were still ten and six. Yes, they were. That was ten, so they were ten, you're ten and six. And then they got in the playoffs the following the following season with Foles, mm-hmm. and they lost to the Saints because mm-hmm. the the Kerry yep. Williams mm-hmm. stoop because the Darren Sproles and now did they get I can't now this is what I can't remember. That year they went to the playoffs with Mike Vick. Was that was that Andy? No, that was that was Chip. So they had two they had two playoff trips with Chip. Yeah. Okay, I mean okay. Yeah. But 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 nonetheless, no no nonetheless, what I'm saying is as bad as 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 negative as we think of as as negative as and down as we are on the Chip uh, the Chip Kelly era. That was a bad time. That was a bad time. Well, towards the end, again. Yeah, towards the end. Towards the end, it was, but it got bad. It got bad quicker than it did with Andy, because Andy yes. was here what, what 15, yes. 16 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, but none, but nonetheless, what you know, even with not making the playoffs the first year with Doug, what are you talking about? Two, maybe three years, not without, without a playoff trip. Yeah. Okay, that's about that's about it. Compare that to Washington Redskins fans. That's twenty years. Yeah, last time I went to playoffs was like 2015, and yeah. it was like chips like last season. Mm-hmm. But when I'm talking about when the last time they went on like a, a run, it's been a minute. Like you're talking like two, RG3, three, maybe four years in the playoffs. Oh no, hasn't yeah, well, been that way. Hasn't been that way for twenty years. So yes, you know it's like that's the thing about Washington Redskins fans. Like I mean. The, the point is, I meet so many of them who have just given up. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely, like you know what? I'm done with this team. I've I mean, never. Can't, felt, I mean, you can't. You can't blame them. I mean, it's it's, it's almost like they change a the head coach. They put in a new head coach, new head coach. I mean, I can see why they feel that way because Jay Gruden really was hesitant to. Start the rookie, even though he mm-hmm. drafted the rookie, even though there were stories coming out saying that he didn't even want the rookie. Haskins. He wanted somebody else, mm-hmm. and it was just like that was an ownership decision. Well, I mean, then that's where you—that's where the problems really start. As ownership, Daniel Snyder and and that group, you know, and, and you can't fire you can't fire an owner. No, and I feel it. You can't fire an owner, and owners, owner. NFL owners, Washington is just not even NFL owners, just owners in sports. Pro sports teams owners are businessmen. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not like, you know, they have anyone they necessarily need to cave to. No. 
You're sitting. There, I mean, it's what it would take. As long as, as long as if people don't start showing up, then death even, wins. Even then, you know, you're still. To, as long as the owner is finding a way to make money, it's like, what's the problem? Yeah, that's true. Now, I mean, I'm I'm not even sure, like, like what attendance is like. I know that they've, you know, they play at FedEx Field and they had those big FedEx boxes at the top of the stadium to like block off seats so they could still be uh, sellouts. Yeah, I mean, it looks stupid. But, but you know what I'm talking about, yeah, though, right? Yeah. And it's like, so they're still selling out that building. They're not blacking out any games. No. I mean, I don't even think teams, like, team, that doesn't even happen anymore. Nah. I don't no even. Blackouts. I can't even remember. Like, I feel like the last time the Eagles had a game blacked out was like the 80s. I'm talking like before Buddy Ryan. Because mm. I think, like, my pop would do that. Like if the Eagles game would look like it was going to get blacked out, that'd be the game he gets tickets for. That's what we going to. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, not a bad idea. Yeah, it's like, oh, t- t- game we going to be on. T- it's like, all right, people just desperately try to get rid of some tickets. Let me get these <laughs> tickets to take my kids down here to this game. Game ain't going to be on TV anyway. So it's all. But but nonetheless, it, it probably if I ever go to an Eagles, because I, I just never go. I haven't been to an Eagles game since like the vet. It happens. It, 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 you know, it is what it is. It's just too expensive. I, yeah. I got definitely, four kids. I got four kids. I can't afford all that. No. I, I got four kids and a nice television. So what do I do? You know, <laughs> what, I, I, I need I, what I need to go out there for. But none, but nonetheless, I, I like even what, what's different is like, like I've, I've known Giants fans mm-hmm. who've kind of been at that point too. Right. Where they want it. And it's like the Giants fans, they're the team. They've won two chips. In this millennium. Yeah. You know, you're talking, and they're not even that far removed. No. That last championship was what, maybe 10 years ago? Yeah. Well, Within the, the last 10 years? 2011, right? Okay. And like 07? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. So not here they far apart. Yeah. So the quarterback of that team is still in the league. He's not, he doesn't have a starting job, but he's still but in the he's league. Still in, yeah, right. And I know Giants, and, and even then, the fact is they're starting to climb back onto the bandwagon because they got Saquon Barkley and they believe in Daniel Jones. Yeah, all right. That's never been that's never been Redskins fans. No. Redskins fans are just down. I mean, I know a couple of people, you know, they, they you know, they they fight for for good old DC, hail to the Redskins and all that. <laughs> but they're hurting. I believe it. They're hurting. And it's sad. It's sad because it's like I you know, you're you're sitting there like once again. Giants have Jones. They have Saquon Barkley. Yep. You see what the Dolphins are doing. So, yes, the Dolphins is, is, is just a mess this year, and they could go 0-16, but you understand what they're doing. Even the Browns, who have been the laughing stock of the league, you have Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. You have OD, o, o, OBJ. I still want to call him ODB, but still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have OBJ. You know, you you have Nick Chubb. You know, the the Browns have pieces. Right. Whether or not those they come to fruition is another story. story. But right. still, they have it. There's reason to be optimistic. Right. There's reason to be optimistic in Oakland. Do the Washington Redskins have a reason to be optimistic? <sighs> Overall team, no. But certain pieces they do. Like I think Dwayne Haskins is promising. But they need the right quarter. They need the right coach for him. Um, Darius Geis, if he can stay healthy. I mean, Terry McLaren, he looks like he could be something. 
the third round the third round rookie out of Ohio State. He looked like he could be something. They got Montez Sweat on defense. Kind of overpaid for Landon Collins, but you know, Josh Norman's kind of fell off the face of the earth. And what happened to him? Yeah, he got that money and just you guys got bad. That's why. I mean, that's that's that's, the, that's why there's no such thing as a shutdown corner because mm-hmm. they all eventually hit that peak and then mm-hmm. then they ain't shut down no then more. Then they they drop. Mm-hmm. It happens. They ain't getting shut down. They no. getting shut down. It happened to Rel Revis. Mm-hmm. Happened to Sante Samuel. Really, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. It, it happens Josh to all Norman, of them. Josh Norman ain't been right since Cam Newton beat him up in practice. Since Cam Newton gripped him up and laughed at him while he was get, while he was get, uh, while they was scuffling. You laughing because you know I'm right. You had to sit back. You had to take a step back from the microphone, but you know I'm right. Cam yeah. Newton beat up Josh Norman in practice. They ain't been right since. Yeah. He had to leave the team. <laughs> Got broke off. You know, Redskins broke him off. Yeah. But. He ain't been right. No, nobody fears Josh Norman. Nah, you don't go into a game plan. You don't go. You don't go into a weekly game plan saying, "Hey, you know what? Let's not throw. To Let's this not side. throw to this side." No, right no. now, you look at it. You know the quote. Yeah, the business. quote, the great Shaquille O'Neal. That's barbecue chicken over there. Right. It's business as it's usual. Business as usual. <laughs> <That's right>. Exactly. <laughs> he made me laugh. No, I mean, but but it is what it is. And unfortunately for Redskins fans, that's they're they're stuck. They're stuck. And there's a, but there's a lot of teams in the NFL that are stuck. Yeah, yeah. Like Tennessee is stuck. Mm-hmm. Tennessee is stuck, and now they just benched their quarterback. Tampa's sort of. They're in the stuck. same place. They're in the same place. But I feel like there's they might have something there. And it's crazy that Mike's not here because I feel like. I made a bold prediction. And by bold, I mean stupid. Okay. I thought if there was a coach Mm -hmm. who could fix and figure out Jameis Winston, Mm -hmm. it would be Bruce Arians. I agree. If there was going to be a guy that was going to get the most out of Jameis Winston. Bruce Arians. It would be Bruce Arians. He doesn't have a bad offensive coordinator either. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm looking at I, – I, I'm saying this division. And there's one thing you could always say about Mike Jones. One thing Mike Jones has said for a long time, I agree with him. He's absolutely right on this. He said the Arizona uh, – excuse me, the Atlanta Falcons are frauds. Yes. You now realize that Carolina Panthers – you know, Carolina Panthers are a team in, in, in transition. Yeah. They're not what they used to be. No. Saints, with the injury to Drew Brees, they've come back down to earth. Saints are kind of – they're like – Saints are like almost in transition. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. going to really see what they are mm-hmm. when Brees eventually yeah. retires. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right, and you're getting closer to that. Yeah. I thought that there could be a way. I predicted this. I said at the beginning of the season – Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Bucks will win the NFC South. Oh, that was. I mean, it's not stupid to say because we see it every year. The team mm-hmm. that's in that division, specifically the team that's in last place, yeah, just jump goes up first. Yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. I I appreciate you giving me that confidence, and, and, you know, and saying that it's not stupid, but it was stupid. 
Jameis Winston was what we thought he was. He now, throws yards. Hmm? He pick. He he has a bunch of air yards. Yeah, yeah, he, he does. Just, but no one else. He has he a turns, bunch of turns over a bunch the ball. Of picks. Yeah. You can't win. You, you can't, can't win football can't, games like that. You can't win having five interception games. No. And to me, and, and once again, it's it's it's. He is who we thought he was. I, and at this point now, you have to say if Bruce Arians. A guy who has been called a QB whisperer, whatever you want to call. Mm-hmm. If he can't fix you, right, then then you can't nobody be fixed. Can. No, no. And now you're sitting there and you're looking at what what you thought was going to be a great one-two QB draft class. Yeah. Now fall to the wayside. That's definitely what it's looking like. And now you're looking, and and and, and honestly, who would have thought? Now we have now seen the the unceremonious end of Andrew Luck and RG three. Yep. And now Winston and Mariota. Yeah. Both of them benched. Both of them, you know. I mean, there aren't too many QBs who come back from being benched. No. I, I mean, once you, you know you lose your job, you you lose your job. Yeah. Especially, you know. Like you've seen it in, you know, every now and then quarterback is best. You you know you just play poorly, getting blown out. Hey man, it's just time for a change. And, mm. You know it is what it is. All right. You know, Eagles got blown out, or you know, were pretty much blown out by the Vikings. They benched Carson Wentz, put in Cade, uh, put in McN- uh, McCann. Josh McCann. Josh. Yeah, I always want to call him Cade McNabb. Yeah, I know. That's it. <laughs> I, 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 I do. I, I want to call him Cade McDowell, but but nonetheless, but but you see that, but you right. know that Carson Wentz is the guy. Right. Nobody's calling for putting Josh McCown in as a starting no. quarterback. You know, it is what it is. No, and now, then, and if then Nick when, Foles now, was when, still here, that'd be different. But yeah. no, I mean, even when uh, McCown came in for that Falcons game and just started throwing dots everywhere. <laughs> Carson wins quickly. This is not going to happen right. again. <laughs> Carson Wentz was like, no, no, this, this is no, no. no I, I, need, I need my helmet like, back. Exactly. All of a sudden, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Our, our, our feels better, y'all. Hey, hey, Doug, I'm good. I don't even think he told you. I think he just went out on the yeah, field. Like, he, right. he just ran right past. He just I'm ran right, right past. Uh, Doug was like, look, I'm good, yo. I'm good. But no, but nonetheless, we've now. It looks like we're witnessing the end of another, you know, QB draft class. Yeah, and neither of them got their money, so it looks like they're probably just, you know, both of them probably. Which is, end up, which is smart on both teams, probably yeah. And I and I was wondering, and because it's something that we had talked about, and you know, do you take that gamble? You know, like I said, I thought if there was going to be a guy to fix Jameis Winston, it would be Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. and it hasn't happened. No. And I thought Marcus Mariota has shown more than Winston has, but it looks like he's at they're at the end of their rope with him too. Yeah. Because it's not like Ryan Tannehill ain't, ain't the future of nothing. No. You know, he, he's just a stopgap, and I don't even think he'll be much much better than Mariota was. There's a good chance Marcus Mariota could win his job back before the end of the season. More than likely, that will happen. You know, it's like, I mean, it just is it's like it the is. Dolphins with ten, with uh, with Fitzpatrick and Rosen. They bench Fitzpatrick, they put Rosen in, they yank Rosen, and now it's back to Fitzpatrick starting. Yep. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> All they know, they just trying to, they just trying to lose some games. Pretty much trying to lose games, get that number one pick. I don't even know what do you do with that pick. 
Well, you think he's getting to it? it? See, that's why I think you got to play Rosen. You can't keep going back and forth between mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick and Rosen because then, all right, you use number one pick on Rosen. I mean, on Tua, then you're back in the same spot. Rosen's back in the same spot literally again. Like, all right, well, I got traded because Colin Murray. Now I got mm-hmm. Tua now. There's probably another team that say, you know what? Maybe we can take Josh Rosen. It shot turn with something. Which means I, it, I'm, I mean, it wouldn't be off the question if that possibly happens again. Like, yeah. I think Josh Rosen could be a starter in this league. I mean, we've seen worse. I yeah, mean, okay. It, it's a possibility. No. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Dolphins. 0-16, 1-15, 2-13, however they, feel, however they finish their season, get the number one pick, draft Tua. If you're Tampa Bay, if you're Tennessee, do you th- pick up the phone? Mm, no, because you still have to see. You have to, first of all, you have to see if you, if you like the other guys that could be up there. You have to like if you could, if you like, you know, adjust you know a Justin Herbert out of Oregon or if you want to you know take a chance on a guy like Joe Burrows out of LSU who's starting to come on or even you know use a pick on Jalen Hurts who's completely changed his game as a quarterback or we're seeing more of what he what he is as a quarterback or maybe in the wait in the second round and you go after you know a Jordan Love out of Utah State I mean those are options I mean on the other hand Fabian Minnesota do you make the call and say let me see Josh Rosen. That's a good question. That is a good question. Cause I'm mean, not sold on Kirk Cousins. I don't even sound like I don't even sound right in a sentence. No. <laughs> and this was coming from two fans of a team that Kirk Cousins just lit up. Kirk- but because you keep it in perspective, mm-hmm. like the two teams that he lit up, both of their secondaries are not that good. Mm-hmm. The other teams they played. He hasn't looked. He hasn't looked as good. He hasn't looked, he hasn't as, looked good. as good. He hasn't looked as good. I mean, that's a very good question. That is a very good question. We'll keep on talking, but we'll, we'll we'll keep on discussing that. All right, let's take a real quick break. When we come back, we got more to talk about. We talk a little football. Maybe even get to some basketball. I don't know. Maybe. I, maybe, maybe. I don't. I, I don't know. Browns offered offense, defense, and discourse. Tell us what you think of the show. Hit us up on Twitter. That that's it. Just Twitter. Just Twitter. Just Twitter. O underscore D underscore discourse. Maybe one day we'll get around to building a Facebook page. Maybe one day we'll get around to opening up an Instagram page. But for now, we just got Twitter. O underscore D underscore discourse. We'll be right back. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W Sports. Or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. Ate off like the assassin, now I'm blasting, I'm taking over. Stick you for your blue range rover. I told ya, Rampage, your real life soldier. Been in the game since the age of 13. James Lewis. Dwelling south of the Hudson, New Jerusalem in seclusion. Uh, Using fake suit and yeah. I'm true bad. My travels like a schizo with two tabs with do-rags hanging from my pocket. Huh. What, boy? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Yeah. 
you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to TotalSportsLive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com. Most of my family, they never graduated high school, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, we are back on offense, defense, and discourse. My name is Brown. Sitting alongside my tag team partner, taking it back to the old for fans of me, both of them, and I want to thank, my, <laughs> and I want to thank my mom and my dad for being such good fans, such big fans of mine. Jeron and I used to host Best in the World Sports Report together, and uh, yeah, we, we, we stopped doing that. Yeah, I wish we had them. We got to put the band back together. Yeah. You know, we used to get together in, in a small little crib in North Philly. We, 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 we can't get too deep in, 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 in the, all the details of that. But, you know, we used to get together in the crib in North Philly every week, talk football, basketball, a whole bunch of other things, have some fun. Yeah. But it's good to have you back in the studio, man. Appreciate it. Uh, we, we got we, this. Whatever we call, whatever we do. We need to do it more. Yeah. That that's where I'm going. Okay. All right. Still talking football. San Francisco 49ers are at six and oh. No, excuse me, sorry. Five and oh. Five and oh. <laughs> They're going to be six and oh on Sunday after they demolished the Washington Redskins. Unless. Yeah, whatever. I mean yeah. nobody nobody knew the Jets was going. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. But the Jets have a better defense than Washington. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. But none, nonetheless, we're not talking about Washington. We talked about Washington already. I want to talk to you about the San Francisco 49ers. 5-0. and Turning a lot of heads. I used to do a show called, I used to do a show called The Sports Shop. Mm-hmm. It was a web show with a good friend, Aton Shander, and Jeff Mosher. That's where I met Mike Jones. We used to do the show. Shout out, oh, Also, shout out to Toot the Barber. Can't, you know, can't talk about that show without shouting out Toot the Barber. But we used to do that show in a barbershop, and there'd just be dudes in the barbershop, and we'd just be you know, doing what people do in barbershops and talk sports. Right. But the thing was, <clears throat> this is now maybe almost two, um, close to three years ago. There was a young boy in the in in the barbershop who used to come in all the time. And he was a huge Jimmy Garoppolo fan. And he was telling us from then, like, hey, 49ers are going to be all right. 
Now, granted, like Garoppolo comes out the shoot, gets hurt. Then the next year, uh, you know, still battling injuries. He's you know, almost a lot like Carson Wentz. He was Carson Wentz without the good samples, you know, that 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 good opening sample size. Right. But he had always said, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is that guy. He's going to be that guy. Just wait and watch. And we all looked at him like he was crazy. Some crazy. Some people looked at him like crazier than others. But now I'm looking at Garoppolo, and I, I don't even know where that dude is now. I, I don't know where that guy right. is. Young bull. <laughs> he's out there. But but if I ever saw him, I would dap him up and be like, hey, man, you was on the money on that one. Right. I doubted you. Didn't think you knew what you were talking about, but you was on the money on that one. If I should ask, too, I'm like, yo, too, do you remember who Young Bull was? <laughs> Who's coming to the shop talking about watch out for Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, where is he now? Because now his team, they got, look, another shout out. Let me, let me shout out my man, Dre. My man, Dre, I grew, I, I grew up with Dre. Dre was a 49ers fan. He's always been a 49ers fan. Uh-huh. Now, it was one thing when he was a 49ers fan in the 80s because we were all 49ers fans. We were all little front runners. We ain't no better. You know, eventually you grow out of front running. Right. Like, you know, uh, I, I can say at, at, at any given moment, I was anybody's. I, I was almost every fan. I was never a Cowboys fan, but, I, you know, 49ers, Bears, you know, them teams back in the day. That's fair. You know, but eventually you grow out. Of it. He didn't. Well, I shouldn't say he grew out. Of it. Eventually, he just adopted the 49ers as his squad. That's right. just his team. Now. Right. And he. This team this year is just empowered this dude because now he's just talking about the Niners like this is the '80s again like this is Montana and they're, like they're just the, they're just you know that team <laughs> like they're just the perennial you know like like the last twenty years of Forty Nine the the post Garcia To Forty Niners until right. now yeah like that didn't happen. He talks about the 49ers like that didn't ha- like we didn't see with the exception of, you know, with you know that 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 trip to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick may his career rest in peace. Yes. But but nonetheless, but but that's that's what that's what 49ers fans are feeling now. Right. My question to you is, having watched them, and you're still looking at a 49ers team that has beaten the Bucks, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Browns and the Rams, all of those teams, you could make a case for. Well, look, Bucks are bad. Yeah, Bengals are bad. Bengals are bad. Unfortunately, the Steelers Bengals are, are bad. bad. Browns bad. Yeah. Rams average. Man, average. Average. Borderline bad. Right. Three and three right now. Right. So you're sitting there. You're looking at it. I mean, yes, that's five. You know, five and zero oh is five and zero. Oh. Right. But I'm now asking you, is that a real 5-0? and Because look at this. Let's look at their schedule. They're at the Redskins. Redskins are bad. You'll pencil that as a win. Home against the Panthers. Panthers That's aren't iffy. good. That's, That's iffy. iffy. That's iffy. Because Kyle Allen has played, has played well. That defense has. That defense is, you know, held their own. And they still got Christian McCaffrey that you got to account for. Mm-hmm. Got you got Panthers at the Cardinals. That could be a fun one because mm-hmm. Kyler Murray is can starting to pick it up, and that's the first time they've ever that they're going that they that they've seen them this season. Yep, and that's a prime time game too. Prime time game on the road. 
see, home against the Seahawks, then home against the Cardinals. That's see, that's a that's an interesting four game stretch after mm-hmm. after uh after the after Washington. So I mean, they could. I mean, if they if they run the table up to that second Cardinals game, then I mean, shoot, then you gotta give them all the props in the world. That means yeah. they're ten to zero at that point. Yeah. I mean, that'd be that'd be mighty impressive. However, I don't see them getting to that point mm-hmm. and it's because all right like the Niners they're the Niners are doing what you're supposed to do when you go against bad teams you they're beating the, the bad you teams got, you're supposed to beat bad teams and, you, and also you can't pick your schedule who you're supposed exactly. to play mm-hmm. because nobody thought the Steelers were going to fall to the face of the earth like this and nobody thought the Browns would mm-hmm. play as bad as they have Browns going brown but that's yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. but brown, with the pieces the that they brown, have yeah. you would think that they would be a little bit um you think they'd be a little bit better. However, you know, you got to give credit to the way that, you know, that the Niners have played. I mean, Garoppolo missed all last season with the with the with the with the ACL. Mm-hmm. Came back this season, didn't really play much. Played in the third preseason game, didn't look good, which scared a lot of people to say, "I don't know if this is if this is, you know, if he's really the guy. He's come out, he's not set the world on fire. I mean, six almost seventy percent completion percentage, uh, seven touchdowns, five interceptions. Not great, but it's still it's not great. But what helps is they have a guy in Kyle Shanahan who's a good play caller, a good guy to scheme together an offense, and he has not one, not two, but three solid running backs with Tevin Coleman, who he got on a cheap deal on free agency. You still got Raheem Mostart, former Eagle who's now found, you know, a, a boost in his career. Home, yeah. And then you still got Matt Breida, who's 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 putting up yards. So I think, and they got Kittle at tight end, you know. Again, they got some off, they got offensive line. They, they invested the first round pick in McGlinchey. They still got Joe Staley there, you know. And defense, they got playmakers. They went out and got Quan Alexander in free agency. The only thing that worries me about the Niners, per se, is their wide receiving unit outside of George Kittle. That's the only thing that worries me because they don't necessarily have a bona fide number one per se. They have a nice collection of guys. Like Marquise Goodwin is good. He's a verticals guy, get open. He catches the ball. Right. You got him. You got I'm trying to think who else. Yikes. Uh you got obviously you got Kittle, you got Goodwin. Um Jordan Matthews is back there. Uh, and J Mac, one thing you could say about J Mac, he might not always be consistent on catching the ball, no. but he's a good locker room guy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's somebody yeah. you want, you know. He's he's a he's a glue guy. Yeah, he's somebody who can solidify that that room, get that room playing together, and he's somebody who will ball out for whoever's throwing him the ball. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. He might, like you said, might not be consistent, but he's shown, I think, more than more so. More so last season, what I thought, to be honest with you, I thought that was probably one of his best seasons in the NFL, for being real, outside of his first couple years with the Eagles, is that you didn't really see a lot of drops, which plagued him yeah. in his career. And you finally saw what happens when he was finally healthy. Like, he just mm-hmm. looked different on the field, the way he carried himself True. on the field. I mean, so, I mean, I think the Niners, they could be – it could be something to watch for. I think it's kind of too early because it they're they're starting off good, but I think those games against Seattle will really tell you a lot about who they are. But you got you got to give credit to them. They they're getting turnovers, they're getting takeaways, and you know 
Defensive line is getting after it. Richard Sherman's got two interceptions on the season. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like he's like, been big for them. Yeah, I like what he's. I like what he has done because he's he's he brought that legion of boom attitude exactly. to the Niners. Exactly. And now, not only does that def not they have a, they are they had a tough defense, but now they're a defense with an edge. Right. You know, they're an edgy defense. They're they're they're. They get under your skin. Yeah, they play with confidence, they, and, which and, you need to on defense because exactly. you're going to give up plays all exactly. the time. But exactly. it's how you bounce back yes. from getting yes. giving up a play here yes. and there. I always uh, like, that's, and that's why I've always liked Richard Sherman. I understand. I, I know he, he took a little he took a little hit over the last couple of weeks with that that running that that eh, dust up with uh, yeah, not, Baker Mayfield. It's not that bad. No. I, Compared to other things that's happened in sports. Oh, oh true. That, I mean, that, that is true. Yeah, man. yeah I mean, I, I, there's a context to this, right? <laughs> you know, there, you know. But I, I think for me, Richard Sherman is the type of I could give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, and that's something we don't do. We don't do a lot of in this society anymore. No, we're a we're a society that has just completely lost, you know, any faith in you, you know, humanity. And we don't give the benefit of the doubt. Whereas, like, okay, all. you know what? Richard Sherman thought he, you know, he thought he didn't shake his hand. Right. Come to find out, hey, man, he did yeah. shake your hand. Hey, he made a mistake. Right. Hey, you, guess what? You know what? I believe him. Okay? You know, it's, it's not a big deal. Right. He said he apologized, said he would reach out to him. Hey, my bad, mm-hmm. bro. <laughs> and that's all I need. And I, yeah. And I, think, and, and I think it also speaks to Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. just saying, hey, man, you know, it's all good. Yeah, let's just it's not that serious. Yeah, it's not that serious. Let's just keep it moving, you know. But none, but nonetheless, I mean, you see, you see what's going on, and this weekend might not be the test. But I think, but but let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that any given Sunday, you know, any team can beat any team. Right. Add whatever cliche you want to add there, right. but nonetheless. At five and zero, oh, you fly across country and you lose to the Redskins. It depends how they lose. Okay, explain it. If Garoppolo saw interceptions everywhere, then you could say, "All right, uh, maybe this team isn't maybe, what we thought it was." Maybe got to be some concern. If they lose a close game where it's back and forth, every you know both defenses are playing like crap, but everybody's mm-hmm. on offense is clicking, then you know then. Then, then maybe so you can feel a little bit okay, saying, "All right, we just gotta show up some things on the defense and not give up like big plays." But I just don't see that happening, yeah. despite them flying across country. I don't flying across country to play the early game. You know, I I guess you could very well see the Forty ers come back to earth over this next month. Yeah, you know, once again, we're looking at the Redskins, and from for most part, we think the Redskins should, that should be a win. Right. And I'm just talking worst case scenario. If somehow they come out here and lose, mm-hmm. you know, you got the Redskins. You could, you, they could go zero and three. I don't think they will no. over the next three games. But once again, you're talking, you know, flying across country for early game against the Redskins. Then you're talking Carolina, an improved Carolina team, and then you're talking Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray making his uh, primetime debut. Mm-hmm. So, and then Seattle, and then Seattle, we could be having this conversation in a month. Like, what happened to the 49ers? Right. 
for wow, the 49ers are actually pretty good. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we could be talking two, about two ways that this can mm-hmm. go. But in in your opinion, what do you which way do you think they're going? I'm leaning towards that they're a good team. I'm I'm leaning towards it because they're they're doing just simple things. They're playing good defense and they got a running game. If you play good defense and you got a running game, you'll be in every game, every game yep. that you need. And your quarterback don't turn over the ball, you be all right. I hear you. I hear you. All right, look, man, let's take a real quick break. Let's switch gears. Let's talk a little round ball. All right. Once again, hit us up on Twitter, and that's it. O underscore D underscore discourse. That is the handle. That is how you reach us. Tell us what you think of this show. Tell us, hey, man, hey, Brown, you real smart. I like what you're saying. You should talk some more. Or be like, Brown, you're an idiot. Everything you say is wrong. And you should let Javon talk more because he knows what he's talking about. That that could happen. You you might feel that way. And if you do, I, I don't blame you. It's all good. As long as you listen to the show. As long as you hear the whole podcast and you you know you check us out, we, we appreciate that. We will interact with you on Twitter. O underscore D underscore discourse. My name is Brown. That's Javon. We'll be right back. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash BITW Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. The construction Tims are classic in Philly they and are. New York. They are. Connecticut. James Lewis. I've never been to Connecticut, man. Connecticut, Jersey, you definitely from Uptown, New York. You definitely Manhattan, from New York if you Harlem. shouted out Connecticut. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are strictly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. And we are back on Offense, Defense, and Discourse. My name is Brown. Sitting with Javon Offer. Let's shift gears. We talked a lot of football so far this show, but let's talk a little round ball. Let's talk a little basketball. Let me bring let me bring your mic up because people need to hear you, man. People need to hear you. All right. Um, guess who? As we're getting closer to the regular season, couple couple big names dealing with some money issues. One just got some bread. Mm-hmm. One wants some more bread. Let's start with the guy who just got some bread. Who just got a bag, small bag. Well, small in in in, in as far as I guess years. Years, yeah. Bradley Beal signs a, an extension, two years. $72 million. Were you surprised? Not surprised? I mean, what did you... Mm. I mean, we, we watched the Wizards. You know, they're in the Eastern Conference. Right. Were you surprised by this move? A little bit surprised. Be, uh, no, 
actually not really not really surprised because even though you've heard bill's name pop up in various trade rumors or whatever it's always been the case that i want to say like over the last few weeks couple last couple months to be exact that washington basically pretty much said like you know basically are basically said the extensions on the table and it's up to them up to him to sign it and you know well we want to keep him here we don't want to get rid of him per se and I, and I see it from that aspect because you know without John Wall he's like he's their next best player mm-hmm. and they already have a young wing in Troy Brown and then they drafted uh, Rui Hachimura in the draft so they got something there in terms of pieces in terms of young players to go with Bill and then when John Wall comes back so I think from that aspect it's not really surprised I think for a lot of other people it was a surprise because it's just like why would you resign back there with the withers, even when John Wall come back, you don't know what type of team what, you're going, get, what yeah. you're going to get with him. So it's just like people say, "Well, why wouldn't you? Why would you stay? Why would you hold that leverage and possibly, you know, ask for a trade elsewhere, or you know, to like a Miami, or you know, somewhere mm-hmm. else, or you know, L.A. or you know, the Lakers or somewhere that they leverage that that way." But I mean, I guess you got to look at an aspect of gotta give credit you know he wants to stay there he, he obviously loves it there so mm-hmm. and he wants to continue to build something there and you know him and john wall you know but maybe, you, you see the money that they now have committed to wall and right the money that they now have committed, committed to, to build. build right can they build something in washington dc that's the question i mean they can like i said it depends on how troy brown develops in his second year mm-hmm. and it can also Depends on how Rory Hatchmore develops his rookie season. I mean, he shows some, 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 you know, glimpses in the in the, uh in the summer league, and he's showing and he shows some glimpses in the FIBA World Cup, and you hope that he continues just to keep on taking it further and further. I mean, they got a nice young center in Thomas Bryant, who's really came on as a late. This is a guy who's like a second round pick, like not too long ago, or I think he was second round pick not too long ago, and he's became a player. And then, you know, you just fill out the rest of the thing with the bench. I mean, they're not the bench is not really promising. They do got Isaiah Thomas, who's a guy that has a point to prove. Mm-hmm. You know, they got Ish Smith, you know, and Good old Ish Smith. Yes. I always love you know, I I got love for the for the process players still in the league. As you should. Process players still getting checks. Always get love from me. Ish Smith. As you should. Uh is Jakar Sampson in the league right now? I think he was just released, so not Oh, rest in peace, Jakar Sampson. Uh, Jerrion Grant? Nah, Jeremy Grant, you mean. Was, wasn't Jerrion? No. There's a Jerrion Jer, Jer, Grant. That's his brother, yes. Yeah, that, he didn't play for the Sixers? Nah. Uh-uh. Whatever, okay, all right. <laughs> I, I saw Christian Wood out there against the Sixers. Yes. Uh, Christian Wood yes. getting some clock. Good for him. As he should. Yeah. You know, respect to all the Sixers process players, all those dudes during those dark it, years. It gave it, it allowed it gave it allowed some of those players to still be in the league. Yeah, because a lot of teams wouldn't give those guys, you know, chances in it. You know, even though they were on a bad team, it gave them a moment to prove mm-hmm. to prove themselves. And you know, I guess in the same vent for the Withers, you know, nobody's expecting them to be good. But here's the thing: the division they're playing that they playing is not that good either. Yeah. Like it's literally like Orlando's division to lose at this point. Mm-hmm. And 
and, 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 and Miami's and, and honestly, not overly impressive. Miami's not overly impressive. Yes, they got Jimmy. Uh, they got Jimmy Butler, but that's you know, it. It, it. That's it. And Tyler Hero. I mean, Tyler Hero, yeah. nice, but again, Goran Dragic, Justin's Winslow, mm-hmm. Abadayo, Derek Jones, Deion Waiters, James Johnson. Yeah, uh, exactly. Miles that's Leonard. That's probably, that's, probably, uh, that's probably the best way to describe him. Uh, uh. And then you look at Orlando. Honestly, I don't. I don't see much about. I mean. Not much about again. Orlando. They should win the division. They should win the division. Yeah, I think because you know, they have the better talent. Vukovic yeah. and maybe Markel Fultz. If if Mark, you know, yeah. maybe maybe so Michael got- Michael Carter Williams. Any other Sixers cast offs in da- down there? No. Any Sixers first round pick cast off? No. Nerlens Noel down there? No. What about uh? What about Jai Okafor? Is he down there? Is free? Does no, the free? No, does no. free Jai get the uh, Orlando? Orleans. Yeah, I, I know. Okay. I know. But not, but nonetheless, Fix I mean, not, I guess it's good to see a little bit of loyalty, right? You know, I, I think that because I think a lot of people feel like that's lost on today's athlete. And, I, and a lot you, of people it, feel like that in the NBA in yeah. general, that everybody's joining up and creating mm-hmm. super teams and it leaves a lot of these other teams in the cold. And then there's no type. There's no sense of mm-hmm. there's no sense of parity. Yeah. And I guess for as far as the Wizards are concerned, it's they're going to have to be creative. Mm hmm. They're gonna need it. It goes to what we were talking about earlier with uh, with the Rams in football, where they have a lot of money tied into a couple of players. So they're gonna need those draft picks to pan, to pan out, out. And develop. That that's going to be the key. And apparently, Bradley Beal has seen something in these young guys that has led him to say, "Hey, this team will be all right." Right. So if I give them two more years. They should, you know, these guys, if they play up to their capability, mm-hmm. maybe we might be able to do something. Yeah. And and maybe you also know something about John. You know, we know John Wall is hurt. We know we're not going to see him for a while. But maybe he thinks, you know, maybe Bill thinks that Wall is closer to coming back than, you know, than we do. Right. You know, maybe he knows something. We I don't know. But moving forward. Let's see. We talked about Bradley Beal getting his money. Mm-hmm. There's another player out here who wants some money, right? And that's Buddy Heald out in Sacramento. Buddy Heald apparently turned down uh, four years, ninety million. Ninety million. I, I am like you. I want to get to the point where ninety million just ain't enough for me. Where I'm just like, <laughs> I'm looking. Somebody's offering me ninety million to right. do anything, and I'm like, you know what? Mm, I'm 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 good, y'all. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need a little bit more. I, I want to get to that point. I'm I'm not at that point. Right. You hear Buddy Heal turns down four years, ninety million, wants a hundred and ten million. You laugh, or did you like? Hey, you know what? Maybe he's on to something. I mean, I think a lot of people would laugh because it's just like Buddy Hill, like he doesn't like. But when you look at his numbers over the over his last three years, coming over from the Pelicans, I mean, he's been a forty, he's been over a forty two percent shooter from the from the three point line. In this in this past and last season, he had a career high 
averaging 20.7 points a game. I mean, that's impressive right there. And he was one of the main reasons, him along with De'Aaron Fox, were one of the main reasons why the Kings were even in the playoff conversation last season, which is something that we could not say about the Kings for a while. So, I mean, is it foolish for him to say? No, not really, because we see players that get undeserving of awarding contracts every day. I mean, and like he said, I think he said in one of the comments, he said, who's coming, can you name a big-name free agent that's coming to Sacramento? There is, there is, there, there, there is none. I mm-hmm. mean, if that's the case, then why won't you pay for, to pay to keep your own and, you know, and and try to and try to build and build that way, build with your young core, with a Bagley and with a Fox and you know with with Heald and then Harry Giles and company build your young core and you know Pam. I mean, it's not like we're talking like Ben Simmons essentially like five years one seventy like mm. four years, you know if you want a little bit more maybe a hundred mil. It's not bad. Meet him in meet him in the middle. Yeah, it's not bad. Buddy Hill scored tw- uh, 20 points a game last year. First year coming anywhere close to that. Shot what? Like 43%, 43 from yeah. three? Like 42, 43? Yeah, for, uh, about 43% from three. Which is pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty. I mean, he's, he's easily the best player on the Sacramento Kings. Would you say that? When you look at the Sacramento Kings, one A, Buddy one, Hill, a one A, one B. Who's one B? De'Aaron Fox. Fox. You think? But his, has De'Aaron Fox shown you enough that he can carry this team? I think last year was a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I guess to me that would be that would be the determining factor of whether or not you break Buddy Hills off. Exactly. If De'Aaron Fox is there, maybe you say, "Hey, you know what? No, no, no thank you." We good. You don't want to, you know. But do you say, but do you try to keep the pair together mm-hmm. and then continue to build around that pair? I mean, we see Portland keep CJ and Dame together. Yep. We see the Sixers obviously keeping Embiid mm-hmm. and Simmons together. And, and it, well, I guess my question Even to Milwaukee, you, they keep Giannis and, and, and Middleton. And Middleton, even though so, they let Brogdon mm-hmm. walk. So my question to you is, how good is that backcourt? How good is that pairing? You look at the pairings in the West. How, you know, Buddy Buddy Hill, De'Aaron Fox, do you put them up there with Damon McCollum? No. Not I mean, yet. not even close. Not yet, no. You know, what else are we talking? I mean, let's see. Uh, I mean, I'm just speaking. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Mike Conley. Yeah. Are you putting them up there with them? No, even though I think. Even though I think Hill's a better shooter than Mitchell, I mean you're not putting them. Of course you're not putting them up there with Houston. No, not even putting. What about even? What about even Oklahoma City? Well, that's just Chris Paul, right? Yeah, there. I mean, but still, Chris Paul is another dude. You putting them out of that? No. So, once again, <laughs> like we just, I'm, we're just throwing out names, right? We're just throwing out names, and you, right. you've pretty much said no to all of them yeah. so once again if if he does not make your backcourt better than any of these teams why are you giving him 110 mil because the fear is he goes somewhere else and then you're left without you're starting well, you're two guards okay i mean that's true i mean i understand i mean because i mean you still got to pay uh bogdanovich mm-hmm. that is true but 
if you let Hill walk, now you got it. Now you, you got to kind of you're forcing to put Bogdanovich in a situation where he becomes a starter, and now you lose that scoring off the bench. Like it's not easy to replace a 43, 42% three point shooter. Like, oh no, still at his still in, still still young. Like, now shooting's at a premium. It you is. need shooters, especially if you if you want to compete with these upper echelon teams. At some point in time this season, Clay Thompson's going to be back. Yes, you know, it, Houston just reloaded. You know, Houston's got nothing. They back court is nothing but buckets. They might not win a championship, but that back, you know, I'm not calling them a championship team, but that's a backcourt that's going to get you buckets every night. Yeah. They're going to put it, they're going, they're going to jack up a lot of shots. They're going to make a lot of shots. And miss them. And, and miss, and, and miss too. But, st- but nonetheless, they, they can jack up enough shots to beat anybody. Right. In the regular season. Right. You know. Playoffs might be another story. That's a whole different story. That's a whole different story. But nonetheless, you, you see where I'm going with this mm-hmm. though. You know, Lakers. I don't. You know, who knows where the Lakers are going to be? Yeah. You know, we're not talking necessarily backcourt, but look at the Clippers. Clippers are going to score a lot of points this year. That's true. So my question is, do you think it's Sac- Sacramento can? They can't afford to get this wrong. No, they can't. You know, they got a young guy in place. We're looking at. Uh, let's see, how old is uh? 92. So he's old as you. Just about, yeah. When you, you, 90, when you 91 or 92? 91. Y'all, y'all some kids, man. It's the second time in this show I've said, I've, I've now regretted asking, having a conversation with you about age. <laughs> so that's what, 27? No. Yeah. Tw- yeah, 27. Yep. 27 years old. De'Aaron Fox, what? How old is he now? Because we ain't got no producers looking up. We're just came up the same year as Lonzo, so he's probably 24, 20, 20, 20, 21, 22. Okay. So once, but no, nonetheless, you got a young, you got, you have a, a young, young backcourt, backcourt. Which a young is not heart, which is not easy to find. No, not in these days. No, not at all. I mean, you've seen the Lakers give up on their young backcourt, mm-hmm. but that could probably back up more than likely. And most likely, it will backfire on them. Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah, completely. You think so? So you think? So you think New Orleans will be all right? Mm-hmm. You like? You like? Uh, I like Drew Holiday. I've always been a Drew Holiday fan, right? But I think he can do better than New Orleans. Mm, he could, but I, I think he's the right fit for it. I think so. I guess what I'm looking for is Lonzo Ball. Proving that he can be that guy, I think, and thus making I Drew think, Holiday expendable. I think, I think you'll, I think you'll see that this season. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. I think Lonzo Ball puts the ball on the floor, drowns out his pop just a little bit. Yeah, you know, tells his pop to fall back just a little bit. It's like, look, pop, I'm gonna put these Jays on, I'm sure that and I'm gonna put. I'm sure that happens. That look, happens. I, like I haven't watched the latest episode of Ball in the Family, or you know, whatever that BS show they they're doing. I haven't, I haven't watched that, but nonetheless, I look. His pop is going to be the only thing that messes up his situation. Pretty much. You know, he's got a young dude. And it's like, it's not like, you know, I know his pop called him damaged goods. Yeah. But that was, he, that was, was kind of, that was kind of a low blow. Yeah. His pop is a nut. His, his damaged goods because of his damaged sneakers. Yeah. Damaged goods because of his damaged sneakers made by his damaged pop. Yeah. But none, but nonetheless, it's not like he's for, you know, he, he, 
it didn't work out in in, in LA, in LA hometown team, but he's in a pretty good. He's, he's in a, a great situation where there's expectations, but they're not that high, mm-hmm. and he'll be able to not have to play. And this is no slight against LeBron or anything, but with LeBron, it, it depends. What, it goes with every team LeBron's on. There's an exceeded pressure to you play. play with LeBron. You're you're expected to play for a championship, right. no matter how good your team. Right, is. exactly. So he goes in a spot where he doesn't have to be and. Mm-hmm. Everybody's around the same age. Like yeah. everybody gets to grow together. Yeah. You got the veterans sprinkled in, mm-hmm. like a Reddick and a Holiday and a Derek Favors, guys that they can, you know, mm-hmm. learn from and mm-hmm. continue to grow with. And Gentry, I think, is a yeah. he's a good coach. And I think he's finally got the pieces around. Mm-hmm. Gentry has the pieces where you can say, okay, Lonzo could be this. all right. This could, be, you know, you. It, it's funny that we're talking about like like a like a rebirth of of Lonzo, and he's only in his third season. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. with the same thing for Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be. I think he'll be all right too. And Brandon Ingram's problem is the fact that he weighs fifty five pounds. Yeah, he's soaking wet. He's got to put more. He's got to put more weight on. Somebody, he need to be eating some of that New Orleans crawfish or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Have you ever been to New Orleans? No. No, me neither. I've never been to New Orleans. I just know they eat good down there. Everybody talk yeah. about that good New Orleans food, I've heard whatever it. it is. And I'm not talking just Popeyes. I'm just talking like like real <laughs> New New New, New Orleans keep, food. Just keep Zion away from it. Yeah, he Zion. Can't, can't you you put Zion in the gym, right? And you take <laughs> and you take. Brandon Ingram to the restaurants. All right. Zion Jim Brandon Ingram restaurants. All right. Don't it don't switch it up. Don't exactly. Don't mess don't mess that up. But nonetheless, but let's let's talk about Zion a little bit. Twenty I I know it's preseason, but that's twenty three points a game in a preseason. Four and oh. I mean, it's I mean that's great. But here's the thing: mm-hmm. the starters aren't playing off. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it, and, I, and I'm not and saying defensive in defensive schemes are going to be completely different than what mm-hmm. they are. Like I, I see the NBA preseason almost like it's, it's like vanilla defense almost. Yeah, yeah. Because like, because like, even with the Sixers, like when have you known the Sixers to play full court press defense like they've been playing like mm-hmm. this season? Like that's different. They're just trying stuff out. I mean, yeah, for Zion, to, like to put up the points that he's the way he's doing it, yeah, that's going to work. But this is what like only like four game blip. This is not an eighty two game. Schedule. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not where expecting gonna, this dude to just get, come out here and lead the lead and score. And yeah, and yeah he's going to knock the Brown a little bit, and it's yeah. going to happen because he's also undersized too. Like mm-hmm. he might be strong, but he's still six 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 seven. Like mm-hmm. and he's going to be playing in the paint. He's going to get banged around. He's definitely going to get banged around. But I see a lot of. A lot of cause for enthusiasm. Oh yeah, a lot there of reasons be. to there be like, be. "Hey, man, this dude he's is not, going he's to be not, all right." He's not going to be Anthony Bennett. No, that's not, that, that is good. He's not going to be Anthony. <laughs> Poor Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Now, Larry Johnson, maybe. Uh, well, that's Larry Johnson was injuries though. That was more. But yeah, but I'm saying like when you compare their mm. games, they almost Larry Johnson was a beast. Yeah, I know, but yeah. until he got the back injury. Yeah, until he, yeah, and then but, yeah, that was my dude. I believe it. Yeah, that was my guy Grandma right there. Mom. Even before Grandmama, I liked him. I liked him in UNLV. college in UNLV. Greg Anthony, Stacy Augman. That was that was like the first. That was like to me. That was like the first real hood team. <laughs> like every, the Fab Five. Fab, yeah, that, but it, like and, and if you look up the Fab Five, the team right. that inspired the Fab Five was that, those uh, UNLV yeah. teams with with, with, with uh, Tarkanian. You know, just just running and just. Just, just straight, yeah, dunking on dudes and just out muscling. Like you see, like Chris Webber had the so- like 
if Larry Johnson had size, right. He be he would have been Chris Webber. Yeah, that's who Chris Webber was. I can see that. You know, and that, and that's what made Webber a beast. I can see but, that. But but it's like to me, like that's you know that's late eighties. That's so I'm 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 a little kid. I'm I'm a little shorty, little twelve, <laughs> thirteen year old watching them on TV. And I just remember when they lost to Duke. I just thought that was just the end of the world. <laughs> they lost to Duke and Christian Leitner, and, and you just thought that's that like set like civil rights back. It was like, yo, these white boys just came in, <laughs> it's just like word, like 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 for real, like 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 these white dudes just came in and just beat our beat our team. You know, like like UNLV was right. our they, they were the official team yeah, of black, black people. people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what you thought UNLV was. You're like, hey man, that's the official team of black people. If and and now you know with with, with college basketball being what it is, there is no more official. Mm, no. Like there are official. I feel like there are there can be official teams for white people, but yeah. not black folks. No. Like you know that UNLV. You know, all right. Maybe it started probably with those mid eighties Georgetown teams right. with, with Ewing and Sleepy Floyd and all them. Mm-hmm. Like they were the official team of black people. Right. And then you had uh then you had them UNLV teams. Right. Then you had the Fab Five. And pretty much after the Fab Five that was it. Yeah, like, there was more, no it's more so like like niche teams, like yeah. more so like teams you can relate to. Like you could say that Maybe the LaSalle team that went to Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, like, yeah. It was, like that was that was a relatable team. Yeah, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's black. yeah. And, and plus, dude said the South. He he, yeah, he, he named from, his shot after his hood. Right. You know that the Southwest Philly most floater. People yeah, most of the starting five was people, all from pe- people. The neighborhood. People ain't even from Southwest Philly. Was talking about that. It was right. Like, <laughs> like, oh, what you know about that Southwest Philly floater? Like, <laughs> Bro, you from Logan? Like, what are you talking about? It's like, oh man, I'm gonna hit him with that Southwest Philly floater, man. Like, bro, bro, you from Uptown? What is he talking about? Oh man, Southwest Philly floating. Like this is 18th in this is 18th in, in, in Susquehanna. What, what are you doing? I'm from North Wales. I'm from North. I'm, <laughs> or me, yeah, yeah, listen to me out here from the suburbs, naming all these neighborhoods. I was hitting the Southwest Philly floater out here in Montgomery County. Right. That's it. Yeah, Southwest Lansdale Brick. That's what that's that's what that's what we hit out here. The but Lansdale layup. The, the, the Lansdale layup. Yep. That's what I'm out here hitting. The Northwell, no chance. <laughs> the 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 upper the upper Gwinnett brick. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, it was like those those were the squads. Right. Those were the squads. You know, and and there was never really a there was never really a Duke team. That no, was like everybody. Yeah, because well, well, that's because Duke team was always overrun by white guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know they. But you had us peppered in. Yeah, you had you had guys peppered in like. Like now, there's probably been more likable Duke players in the last ten years yeah. than ever. Yeah. Like, I think probably the first likable Duke player was probably for me was yeah. Elton Brand. Mm, I can see it. You know, I I can't I I don't even think I, I can remember because I didn't like Grant Hill. Oh okay. No no, Grant Hill was a sucker. I didn't like him. You know, I I I, I, I respect him. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, one of the greatest. You know, it's a shame what 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 injuries yeah. had done yeah, to his career. career. Right. You know, it's like 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 now like like I I when I call him a sucker, I say that like as like the thirteen year old kid right. who sat right here in this house upstairs in that family room and watched him stick that dagger and watched uh, Christian Leitner and that Duke team stick that dagger in Kentucky. Yeah. 
I sat, I laid on the floor. I was laying on the floor watching the game. Me, my brother, and my pop. Watch Christian Leitner hit that shot. I'm just sitting there, just put my head, just, just, just wanted to lay down and cry. <laughs> Grand Hills is sucky. That's what I thought, you know, for, you for a long right, time. You had all right to feel that way. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever. He was a clown to me. Straight up clown. First likable Duke player, probably, yeah, him. Then maybe Kyrie. I like Ja in college. I always liked Ja, ja Okafor. Yeah. I liked him in college. Yeah. I wanted I wanted the Sixers to get him. I mean, it's a shame. It didn't work. Yeah, you know. It, probably, didn't, it didn't work because you had somebody. In yeah, yeah. I, I But to me, I, I was always somebody who just believed, like, I, I still believe you can't coach height. You know, if, if if there's size on the board, you get size. Yes. So, you know, I understand that. I understand they had two centers already. Right. But well, it was three. like yeah. and then it was three with with Nerlens. Yeah, well, Nerlens and it? well, I'm saying they had oh, Nerlens yeah. and they had yeah. uh, Oak and and B. And I'm just like, yeah, I understand. Like, I I, I get that. You you know, because you because you're, you're protecting yourself. Like, if these two guys don't pan out, we still yeah. need somebody. Yeah. yeah, and in the end, that's what that's exactly what happened. It, you know, you just wish the Sixers had a, had had a cut bait quicker. And they might have gotten more for them, right? But nonetheless, I thought that I don't think drafting Okafor was a bad, was, was a bad no. thing. And now you see him, and now he, you know, he's playing decent ball right. down there in New Orleans. Yeah, he's lost weight and gotten shape. Yeah, vegan got vegan jaws. That dude he's trying to transform this game a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it works out for yeah. him. Yeah, he's a solid dude. Just had to get to a different again. Yeah. It's about different environment situations he's for a not, lot of players. He, yeah, he's not the game changer. That Embiid is, right. but he's a decent player. Yeah, you he's no slouch. You don't, but that's the thing. You not everybody. Every draft pick that you hit on doesn't need to be a game, game changer. changer. Yeah, I mean, if they can you, serve you, a role. You you would hope that a top three pick would be right, but as you know, you know the reality is there's a chance that's not going to happen. Right, yeah. especially when you already drafted Embiid and you're like, well, if this guy pans out, then we don't need Okafor to be mm-hmm. yeah. that transcendent. Yeah. Only thing you, would, you 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 wished. They could have found a way to get them on to, to get them on the court together. I think they could have been, yeah, but they failed. Yeah, they did. They did. That was a failure on their part. But, but hey, they look. won't admit it. Hmm? They won't admit. Uh, no, oh, no, 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 not at all, failure. not at all, not at all. But nonetheless, uh, basketball season is coming. New Orleans will be. Our, they might not make the playoffs. In fact, it's probably not even a. Uh, it's not even a might not. Maybe because the West is loaded. Yeah, but. They could be in that mix in for number eight. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I I, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's like you, like you said. You know, they the sample size that we have gotten so far is small. Eighty two games is a whole different yeah. beast. Undefeated in the preseason is cool and yeah, all, I but mean, it's, it's great. But you know, you come out, you come out the box. Struggling. Nobody's yeah. gonna be like, "Hey, but they were four and 0 five and zero in the right. preseason." Right. It's almost, Nobody's it's saying be that. Like, well, it's time to fire your coach. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But we'll see. We we will see. All right, man. It's time to get on out of here, though. Look, you've been you've been hanging out here like two weeks in a row. You think you can get a third week? You think we can get a third week out of you? Maybe. Man, all right. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll take it week by week. Beggars can't be choosers. That is Javad offer. Remember, you can find all of his work on totalsportslive.com. He's talking NFL. He's talking NBA. He's talking baseball. He might even talk hockey if you ask him nice. Maybe. Maybe. 
might be, could be. I don't know. But once again, you go to totalsportslive.com. Follow him on Facebook and Twitter at Total Sports Live, and you'll find all his work, all his pieces. Know what you won't find? Stuff from me because I don't write it. I probably should, but I don't. It's never too late. It's, it, you, you're, you're absolutely right. You're you're absolutely right. I, I, I should. But as of right now, I can promise you, if you go to TotalSportsLive.com, you will not find any pieces written <laughs> by me. And that might be a good thing. That might be a good thing because, quite frankly, my man Javon has a whole lot more to do than fix all my grammatical errors, all my typos and, and factual, and you know, shortcomings. Because, quite frankly, I'm not going to research anything. I'm just going to shoot from the hip. I'm just going right. to speak my mind. Right. <laughs> speak straight emotion. Give out a whole bunch of stuff that might be wrong. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But what's good... Check out my band at totalsportslive.com. And as I've said multiple times in this show, you can hit us up on Twitter. And that's it. O underscore D underscore discourse on Twitter. Download the podcast wherever you find podcasts. Just search best in the world sports and you'll probably find us talking. That's what you're going to find. All right. We will check you out next week. Hopefully Mike Jones will be back. If not, I'll be here. I ain't going nowhere. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy all the sports. We'll talk to you next week. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. The proceeding was a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are strictly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. Radio.